Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. If you've ever messed up so badly that you feel that pretty much everybody in your life has been disappointed by your decision or what you said, you're going to relate to this episode. I'm John Fuller along with Danny Huerta. And Danny, we can have a really hard time letting go of mistakes from the past. Um, Kali, this just happened to me the other day. We were we waited in line for like 45 minutes at this pizza joint. And my wife and I were looking at the menu and we decided what to get. And then she went and got a table. And at the at the ordering point, I made an audible. I changed it up. <laughs> And I got to the table and I said, so I, I changed the order. And she looked at me and she was supremely disappointed. She was hungry and she had her mind set on this place. We were out of town. So it was like now or never to find out if it's really that great. And I thought about that for like 72 hours. It took a long time for me to figure, just to let, kind of let go of that. It wasn't even a big life mess up. But a lot of mm. people have big life mess ups. What do you say to the person who's feeling like I've been carrying this burden and it's a lot bigger than a, you know, a changed food order. It's, it's major Mm. and it's dogged me. Where do you go with that? Well, I remember a, a, a mom calling our counseling line several years back and she was crying. She was weeping on the phone and she said, my son would be 16 years old today. And I said, I said, really what? So help me understand where you're at. She said, I aborted my, my son, and now I'm a parent. And she said, I, every year I have a birthday oh. for that son that, that, uh, that I gave up. And, and she said, I will never forgive myself for that. And the, the, the thing that it did to her as a parent, she said, it really affected my ability to feel good enough as a mom to my kids now. Hmm. Like I've all, I, She was holding on to the fact that she was so flawed she didn't deserve to be a mom to these other kids that she had decided to give birth to. And so it was a very powerful phone call to give her the reassurance of the, of the right decisions she made after that yeah. and, and how much these kids need her in the full her, the forgiven her, the, the her that has been given grace and forgiveness. But that was such a powerful um, moment for her, but also a powerful year in which she was able to forgive herself uh, in the follow-up call. It was, it was, a, it was a very encouraging moment to mm. see that she was journeying through the moment of, of, of giving herself the grace that she needed because God had given her that and her kids needed the full her. Mm. Well, it might be that you are uh, feeling like, I'm not there, Danny. I can't do what that woman did. I can't get forgiven. Uh, We want to encourage you. As I said, this is an episode for those who feel like you've disappointed everyone. Uh, Jeannie Cunyon is back, and she shared how she escaped some shame that she could not escape as uh, she talked very transparently with Jim Daly and me. Jeannie, I want to get to where we left off yesterday. Um, This is a hard and tender part of your story. Yes. But you were raised in a Christian home. You know, I kind of— Preacher's kid. A preacher's kid, yeah. um, a good girl. I could see in you that you tried to do everything well, even yes. though I'm sure like every human being, you had your Messed up your areas, yeah. and that that's fine. But you came out of that good Christian family, which was pretty ideal. But then something happened. Um, I want 
if you're willing to talk about that, because it ties so closely into the ethos of this. How come you were more perfectionistic and less grace-based? But speak to your marriage and what happened. Yeah, I was raised, um, and the funny thing is my parents are still married. So I I added that pressure, which is I had this beautiful model of marriage to follow, one that was about forgiveness and, and fighting hard. For marriage, you know, mm. you stick it out, you make don't it give through. Up. Yeah, you don't give up. With God, all things are possible. But in my early twenties, I found myself in a marriage in which I had no peace entering, and so I take full accountability. For you had that. the gut check even before. I had the yeah. gut check, but I believed, I think, as a lot of young twenties believe, that I can change this. I can make it better. You were in love. I was in love, uh, or I thought I was in love. And I was going to help him even grow in his relationship with God through the marriage. That once we got married, I could change some things. It would get better. It's hard not to laugh as I say that because it's mixed with a lot of grief. Yeah. But it was only, uh, it, the marriage only lasted 11 months. And it was over before I, it started. And I talk about that in the book a little bit. But the moral of the story, really the point of sharing that in the book, is that I walked out of that divorce so covered in shame and embarrassment because what I at that point thought was, I have utterly let God down. He has no use for my life anymore. I am a divorced early 20s woman, um, and now my testimony holds no value. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I do? How can the Lord use me now mm. that I had uh, a broken marriage, that we were in marriage counseling every single week for those 11 months? Oh, amazing. Um, and some things cannot be saved. And I say that with a lot of sadness because I believe in marriage and I wanted to be married once and only once. And, um, and so that was a very hard, hard thing to walk through because the shame was so profound. I was so shattered yeah. by that experience. Right. And some are going to jump to conclusions of what happened. You had biblical grounds for the divorce very just to take that grounds. out of the, you know, out of the hands of the critics who might say, well, you should have stayed married. Yes. But there are certain biblical boundaries there and, and that happened in your case. 100%. But speak to the follow on. I mean, you're coming out of this, again, this idyllic home and you fall into this marriage that doesn't work. You're the preacher's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, what about that shame that you felt at that time? I mean, the, the boatloads, the truckloads, whatever, however you want to define it. What did that feel like? It felt hopeless. I mean, again, it just felt like, um, what, how can the Lord use me now? He must be so disappointed in me. I felt like, and this is so not what I was raised Mm. to believe or taught. It's so not what we read in scripture, but the enemy was relentless with me, Mm -hmm. just covering me in shame. How could you, who does something like that? And so I carried that shame with me for years when I ultimately met my husband, now Mike, we've been married for 15 years and um, just the greatest gift God's ever given me. And then we um, began to build our family pretty soon after we got married. And you have three boys at this time, right? We had three boys in five years and then had a fourth boy seven years later. But why I tell this story in the book is because the shame I carried into my marriage with Mike, then I carried into my parenting with my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I was still living out of this place of thinking that um, I had to earn back God's love and favor. 
that I had to make him proud of me again, that the righteousness of Jesus Christ that never stopped covering me had always been there. And that all along, I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. The grace that covered me, Jesus was saying to me, Jeannie, I loved you then and I love you now. And I'm not done with you yet. (laughs) And although your sin grieves me, breaks my heart, I love you and I welcome you at your worst. I mean, Scripture says he welcomes us at our worst, in our darkest. How long a process was that and what was the recovery like? I mean, you don't wake up a week after divorce court saying, okay, God, I got it. How long did that process It was take? about 10 years. 10 years. It Think was 10 of that. years that I, yeah. and it was a beautiful unfolding intimate moments with Jesus in the word where I started to, it was like he was highlighting passages in scripture for the first time mm. that I had read all along. Romans 8, 1, there mm. is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Not a little, there is none. And then you go on to one of my Favorite uh, verses, which is Romans eight thirty eight through eight thirty nine, and the message paraphrase uh, writes it so that it says, "Absolutely nothing can get between you and God's love because huh. of the way that Jesus has embraced you." But what I did, and what I think a lot of moms do, is I put a but in that sentence. Absolutely nothing but yeah. can separate you from God's love. For me, it was divorce. For somebody else, it's addiction or adultery or an abortion or any other thing that we carry that we believe makes us unlovable and unworthy of God's welcome and affection. Okay, so a mom is hearing you say all these things, and maybe they've gone through something similar, maybe different, but they feel the same way that, um, you know, God's grace is not sufficient for me. Yes. Because God knows what has happened to me. You don't. And it's too big a sin for God to cover. Right. I mean, it's pretty arrogant in some ways to yes. say it that way, if you think about it. But yes. it's true. Yes. You know, God, through Jesus, can cover everybody else's big sins. But mine, well, mine are too deep and too big. Yes. Speak to that woman right now in terms of how to grab the first rung of the ladder out of that pit. Well, I think say, the okay, fact Lord. that she's listening. <laughs> You know, the Lord has you listening now for a reason. Open your ears. Okay, I like that. Open your ears. And though our sin is great, his grace is greater. It is so much greater. And the invitation is to receive that grace and know that Jesus says, you are clean. You are free. You are covered in the righteousness of Christ. So one critical thing is they need to be in the Word. In the Word. Read the Word, especially those scriptures that are talking about God's love Go for you. Go read Romans 8, where it talks about absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God. And then confess to him those things that you believe mm. have separated you or are separating you. And ask him to open the eyes of your heart to see you the way he sees you. Mm-hmm which is yeah. literally covered in the goodness of his son. Yeah, it's so true. It's so hard to believe and accept because it doesn't seem fair. Yeah. We should have to work to get that back. Mm-hmm. I think Romans 8 is my top chapter in the scripture, my favorite, if not one of the favorite uh, chapters I have in all of the Bible, because it reminds me that I can't earn God's love or favor mm-hmm. when I've messed up. It doesn't separate us um, because I'm secure in Christ. Danny, God's grace is big enough to handle any sin we've ever committed. And yet I know people that are, are convinced I, God couldn't love me 
I've blown it too significantly. Yeah, and as I was talking about that that young, that young mom yes. earlier, yes, she we talked about how she could talk to her previous self, right? You, if you could have that conversation with who you were before. And when you made those big mistakes, you would do things differently. If you could press rewind many times in life, you would do things differently. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of that is that God has said we are forgiven. And he showed that through David's story of, man, he messed up a lot. (laughs) And yet he was a man after God's own heart. And the reason was that he pressed reset with God at the center of those resets, where he, he was pursuing God relentlessly even though he, he, he messed up. And um, there were moments that were not good for David and very lonely and very difficult. And uh, in, in fact, I saw recently in our culture that we have a loneliness epidemic. And I really do believe some of that has to do with the fact that we have a hard time with, with this idea of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And we carry shame around with us. And that shame filter, John, uh, really affects the way that we see ourselves and the way we see ourselves affects how we relate with other people and are able to love them. Yeah. It changes our filter. So if somebody looks at us a certain way or does something, we misinterpret what they're doing and, and turn it into a very personal thing. And so we become very defensive and reactive towards them. But when we see the other person in a journey of grace as well with God and there's a story and an adventure there and we have that as well, there's a grace so that you can have a filter that is a very loving filter rather than a defensive filter. And that's the difference here as a parent. As your children are doing things, rarely is it ever personal to you. Many times it's about what's going on in them, and you have to explore that and go on mm-hmm. an adventure to figure out yeah. what's going on in there. Instead of what's wrong with me, or why don't they like me, or why don't they do this? I'm a bad parent. No, it's about let's, let's go into what's happening in my child. And that's where it shifts when you learn about grace in your own life. Mm. I appreciate that, and I really am grateful that Jeannie was able to uh, go there and share. Uh, If I recall correctly, that was not necessarily part of the original plan uh, as we talked with her, as Jim and I chatted with her, but I'm so glad it came up, and she really uh, does exemplify, I think, God's grace in a life, even after a long journey of shame and and difficulty. So if you're struggling, uh, first and foremost, we have counselors here. Call and schedule a time to talk with one of them. Um, Danny, you've indicated that you were one of those counselors for a long, long time. And we're so grateful for the heart on the other end of the phone. If that's not possible, or if you'd rather, uh, just stop by our website. We have a lot of good resources there. And then we do have Jeannie's book, and she does address this journey from guilt and shame to grace and freedom. Uh, It's called Mom Set Free. The author is Jeannie Cunyon. Make a one-time gift or a monthly pledge to focus on the family today, and we'll send a copy of that book to you. You'll find all the contact info in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Dr. Meg Meeker about the power of a mom to shape your son's views about women. And for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.